Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is uh, episode four of our uh, weight management podcast. We're really happy that you decided to join us. Hopefully you have uh, listened to episodes one, two, and three. Uh, we have talked about uh, just weight management in general. We've talked about diet, exercise, lifestyle choices, and now today we get to talk about supplements. We want to talk about supplements today because we feel like that's uh, a one of the key pieces uh, in weight management is making sure that you're getting all of the right nutrients in your body. And uh, our expert today, as with the first three uh, episodes, is Dr. Jacqueline Jacques, who is uh, Senior Vice President Medical Affairs at Thorne Research. I'm Dr. Alan Miller from Thorne. And uh, Jacqueline, welcome. Hi, Alan. Thank you. Uh, good to be back. Before we jump into like specific um, supplements that somebody might want to use, specific nutrients they might be deficient in and things like that, um, I, I want to address the 800-pound gorilla here. Um, weight loss products that are marketed as supplements are mm -hmm. the ones that are the most commonly adulterated with other substances like drugs. Uh, and those, it seems to me like those products, uh, and when FDA finds out about them and uh, ends up putting people out of business, those products tend to kind of, kind of make a, a mark or a stain on the rest of the industry and make it so that people don't necessarily know who to trust when it comes to supplements that are supportive of weight management. Um, how do we make sure we're buying a product that doesn't have some undeclared potential dangerous substance in it? Yeah, that's a it's a really important topic. So thank you for bringing that up today. Um, this is truly an area um, that is, um, you know, a, a significant problem, um, and especially for certain categories of uh, dietary supplements. And weight management is one of the repeat offenders. It is an area where. Uh, notoriously, um, companies that are looking to take advantage of individuals who are actually uh, seeking benefits for their health um, uh, can really have harm done to them um, by some of these uh, substances that they may be taking unintentionally when they're looking for health benefits. Um, so it's something that people need to be aware of. Um, it happens. This is a category that is particularly affected by that. So how do you avoid it? Um, I think that the biggest way that you avoid it is uh, by buying uh, products only from companies that you have some trust in. So buying from reputable brands, um, buying from companies that uh, you can uh, get disclosure from them on how they're testing products, um, on how uh, their products are made. Um, looking for companies that have, you know, additional third-party certifications. Um, we have them from places like NSF International, uh, where we have, you know, even additional certifications and inspections that are conducted above and beyond uh, those that we might be subjected to from FDA. So, you know, just it takes a little homework. Um, I think one of the, you know, the glaring red flags that people can look for is, promises that just sound too good. Um, you know, the one that always gets held up as an example in the weight loss industry is, you know, the 30 pounds in 30 days, right? You know, you can, you know, 10 pounds in a week. You know, if, if it sounds like a spectacular promise of weight loss, uh, it probably uh, should be suspect for being 
at least untruthful um, on the benign side and potentially, um, you know, a risk for being a product that is laced with something undeclared, uh, such as a drug that could be harmful. So um, looking, you know, just sort of in a superficial way, that's a good thing to be very suspicious of promises that sound really spectacular, probably um, can't be fulfilled. I've even seen some um, weight loss products on the internet where they've used images of people before and after images, where to to my eye, uh, it's obvious that they've photoshopped the uh, before image and they've they've like stretched it sideways, and then they've taken the after image and they've stretched it uh, vertically, and you. It, it's it's a it's a visual way of saying the same thing that you just said. You know, they're they're promising you something that they're not going to be able to deliver. Yeah, and and the truth is, it's you know, this is a thing that that actually has a name. It's called economic adulteration, um, and there are always going to be criminals out there, basically, who will try to take advantage of people who um, are seeking a solution. Um, and you know, don't feel like they have good options of where to where to turn. And so, you know, this this space, uh, weight loss, weight management, has been notorious for that. There are others um, that you know fall into similar categories. So, it is definitely a buyer beware um, area. Big promises can can be uh, lies again, or they can be you know a cover up for something that is outright dangerous. Well, I'm, I'm glad we were able to talk about that and get that out of the way. Uh, I really wanted yeah. to address that right up front. Um, so there, it's so, <laughs> I mean, go on Facebook, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's everywhere. Yep. So one of the areas of supplementation uh, when it comes to weight management are are meal replacement or protein powders, um, or nut- protein and nutrient powders. Um, why are these so popular, and how are they helpful with weight management? Yeah, well, this is actually an area that's well studied. So when we're looking at the, you know, what's the opposite of, you know, exploiting people, the opposite of that is good science, right? So the use of meal type or protein type supplements has actually been studied a great deal um, for multiple benefits with weight management. And I think the two that I find to be most important are the following. One is uh, something called stimuli narrowing. So that's a complicated term for a very simple concept. Um, The concept of which is that uh, if people are using um, a supplement um, to replace one or more meals per day, um, that substantially narrows or limits the food choices that they have to make throughout the day. And for a significant percentage of people, um, just the act of limiting where their calories are coming from um, has a huge impact on their ability to lose weight. So that's one. Um, the other is it's a controlled portion of nutrients and calories. Um, and this can be really helpful for people in a lot of ways. One, uh, we always want to assure that when people are reducing their calories for any way, uh, that they're getting all of the complete essential nutrition that they need every day. So one way that uh, this can just be helpful is making sure that people are getting an adequate amount of protein. They are getting an adequate amount of vitamins and minerals um, that they need to kind of keep their Uh, bodies healthy and keep their metabolism functional. So that's helpful. And also uh, delivering the nutrients that can be beneficial for metabolism and satiety, uh, things like protein and fiber. So 
Um, all of those ways uh, can be very helpful for people to be using some kind of um, a protein type powder um, as part of their weight management strategy. So what are some strategies for using this meal replacement uh, so that you can be really successful with it? Yeah, so I mean, you're, you'll see extreme programs. Um, ours is not one of them where it's 100% meal replacement. So if you want to go to kind of the extreme end of that stimuli narrowing, there are programs that actually just call for people to, for some period of time, replace 100% of their food with some kind of a food supplement. Um, but when people are looking at just incorporating this as part of a program, which is how we uh, use the metabolic powder in our program for Thorn. Um, there's different ways that people can do that. So one is to truly use the powder to replace a food-based meal. Um, that can be great for people who, um, that helps them meet their calorie goals, uh, since this is a, a relatively uh, low calorie product. Um, it can also, uh, you know, kind of help for people who, um, meal planning might be difficult based on their schedule. So if your lunchtime is always at work and, you know, you work a really busy kind of a job where planning the appropriate meal for your new diet that you're implementing is really complicated with your workday, having something that you can just mix with water or uh, almond milk or something there at your desk or in your office can be a huge uh, lifesaver for people who are trying to make those changes in a complicated schedule. So, you know, if that's their breakfast on the run or, um, you know, lunch at an office, that can be super helpful just as a, you know, a strategy for people who might be limited in their time or their choices during their day. Um, also, uh, one of the things that I particularly love about the product that we have is that it is um, modest enough in calories that um, people can actually use it as a snack too. So it can be great, you know, people get that, you know, late afternoon, you know, hunger where normally they'd be reaching into their desk drawer for a candy bar or heading to the vending machine for chips or something like that, um, to have this kind of a powder on hand where you're getting something with health benefits rather than, um, you know, health drawbacks can be super beneficial for people. And then the final one, um, there's a category of people um, and it's actually not a small category of people who really struggle with hunger at night. Um, and there's a variety of reasons that that can happen. But for those subset of people who really get nighttime hunger, who may even, you know, wake up in the middle of the night and find themselves seeking food um, at hours when they should be asleep, there can be a distinct benefit in using a meal replacement powder as the last thing you do before you go to bed to help keep uh, appetite and blood sugar stable overnight. Um, that can be a huge benefit for people who fall into that category. So those are some different ways that you can use a product like this. Okay, this is the, the first time in the four episodes now that, of the podcast that we have talked about a specific product, a specific supplement. Oh. And, and you oh, mentioned... I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you mentioned metabolic. Um, metabolic um, is a protein nutrient botanical powder that you make into a shake. Um, why is, what makes it so special? What are the features and benefits of metabolic that are better than just doing like a straight whey protein? Yeah, so, um, you know, this is, um, first of all, uh, you know, uh, it's plant-based protein. So that's something that I think a lot of people um, really appreciate the benefits of, you know, having the base of this product be a plant-based protein. And it, it does supply uh, for people um, 
you know, a significant uh, protein um, source when they're using it as part of their weight management strategy or just as part of their uh, part of their diet. Um, so it's got a full 18 grams of protein um, per serving, um, which is substantial. Um, you know, when we talk about most products for uh, for weight management, usually the target is somewhere between 15 and 20. So this is right in that mid-range um, for people uh, as a protein source. But really, this supplement um, was designed very specifically um, with some health goals in mind of helping people to um, support uh, their metabolic health. And so it has some specialized ingredients that enhance thermogenesis, um, that promote and support healthy blood, uh, blood sugar levels, um, and also, you know, sort of have added health benefits over time of supporting things like blood lipids and um, blood pressure and the other things that can be um, effects of people uh, having uh, excess weight or uh, a metabolic imbalance. So um, some of the ingredients that are in there uh, that are specialized, we've got green, green tea in here um, as the phytosome form. So it's a highly uh, bioavailable form of green tea. Green tea is one of the few supplements that's been validated for uh, promoting thermogenesis. So there actually is some data showing that uh, comparatively uh, individuals trying to lose weight uh, get a little bit of an added boost to that benefit when they're using green tea. So that's right in here. So people don't have to take it as an extra product. Uh, we have a sun fiber in here, which is a form of fiber uh, that comes from guar gum. And this is one of the forms of fiber that has some of the best data behind it for promoting satiety and also for promoting um, control of blood sugar. So really double effect from, from sun fiber. And again, it's it's right in here. And fiber is definitely a huge benefit of this product overall. That's an area where Americans, we tend to do a pretty poor job of getting the amount of fiber that we need in our diets. I actually was looking at that data yesterday and still the most recent dietary survey data in America says most of us are about 30% to 50% below where we need just for our daily fiber intake. So not even looking at the benefits for, for weight management, but just what we're supposed to be getting as part of our, our daily intake. Uh, and then we have a, uh, an extract in here from cinnamon uh, that helps to support healthy range blood sugars. And uh, another uh, proprietary ingredient in here called matagalusol, um, which is a, an extract um, of jambalon uh, that uh, is also shown to help support healthy blood sugars. So it's a really complex product goes well beyond just being protein um, and has some great other benefits for people uh, seeking not just weight management, but you know the overall health benefits of managing their weight metabolism. Love this product and it's easy. It's also really a complete multivitamin, honestly. So you get all the vitamins and yeah, minerals you, that you would get in a multi as well. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, you're getting that kind of, you know, as we talked about when we talked about the benefits of a sort of a well-made meal replacement is assuring that you're getting all that good um, nutrition and making sure you're not being shorted by reducing calories in your diet. So we have the full range of, of vitamins and minerals in here for people as well. One thing you didn't mention, and I know mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to talk about and hard to demonstrate um, just audio wise here. Uh, and, and that's the taste of this, uh, of Metabolic. Uh, personally, 
Um, I, I love the taste of this product. It's got some vanilla notes, a little cinnamon, almost some nutmeg. Um, reminds me of uh, my, my, a, a, a pie that my grandmother would make uh, around Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, in, in a good way, in a really, very good way. It's really important to mention that um, because if somebody is going to use something, you know, on a daily basis for some period of time, it is certainly nice to have it taste good. Mm. And um, the the weight management booklet that we have also has some great recipes in it for um, changing it up and getting some variety with the shake too, which is also nice. That's right. Yeah, that, uh, I I remember whipping up one of those recipes with uh, putting a shot of espresso in it. Ooh, I haven't done that one, but we had leftover pumpkin from Thanksgiving, and I did the pumpkin pie <laughs> recipe, which was absolutely, surprisingly super delicious, mm, actually. Nice. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good tasting on its own, and uh, and it's a good base for uh, playing around with it. So good stuff. Now, one of the elements of the, um, the weight management program that we have, uh, one of the supplements that are, is suggested to take is fish oil. Uh, and it's it's promoted for as a weight loss support in other protocols as well. Why fish oil? Yeah, well, partly, I mean, the, the, the fundamental answer is it's good for you. <laughs> um, the more complex answer um, is, is the following. So when it comes to weight loss, honestly, um, studies with fish oil, just looking at its direct benefits on weight loss are really mixed. Um, you'll see a few studies that really show benefit. You'll see some studies that show no benefit. The overall science agreement probably is that the benefit is modest um, and small, just, just in terms of weight loss itself. Um, but the other benefits that come along with taking fish oil uh, really make this an important support product. So again, first of all, it's, in a, it's you're getting essential nutrients, you're getting essential fatty acids, um, particularly uh, omega-3 fatty acids, which most people are not getting adequate amounts in their diets in general. Um, and the other health benefits, in, you know, over and above the potential um modest increases in weight loss for fish oil are substantial when it comes to um, uh, what we look at as the potential consequences of carrying excess weight. Um, so huge cardiovascular health benefits with getting uh, higher amounts of the omega-3. We also have support for um, inflammatory processes in the body. So when people are carrying extra body fat, um, they tend to have more overall inflammation in their bodies, which can lend itself to a range of health challenges. So um, fish oil is supportive um, of all those areas of health. Uh, so an essential nutrient, maybe some small benefits for uh, weight, but then some overall big benefits for health. You were talking about fiber and the importance of fiber and the absence of fiber in the average American diet. and. Uh, uh, another thing that sort of goes along with that is um, the microbiome and probiotics, because fiber can be considered to be a prebiotic. So how yeah. are how is the microbiome in the the trillions of organisms that inhabit our gut? Um, how how is that connected to weight? It's really a fascinating area of study, and we could honestly. Um, probably do a whole hour and just talk about all of the interrelationships that are being uh, uncovered between the, the microbiome and metabolism and, and regulation of body weight. Um, you know, this is actually, I think, 
we're at the early stages of being able to understand uh, this science. So uh, what we do know a little bit about is that the organisms that live inside our gut, um, our gut microbiome, are interacting with our internal metabolism. Um, and they can do that in a few different ways, but probably the prominent way is that uh, depending on what organisms are dominant in your gut, those organisms um, make metabolites that uh, we absorb. And when we do that, those uh, substances that are being made and absorbed in our gut, made in our gut and absorbed into our bloodstream can either have a beneficial effect on metabolism or a detrimental effect on our metabolism. So um, researchers are studying this pretty intensively and looking at all kinds of ways to leverage it. Um, and they have started to find that there are some organisms that appear to um, lend themselves to promoting a more favorable um, metabolism or you know, more favorable environment in the digestive system for um, helping uh, people have a more favorable metabolism based on the blend of organisms in their gut. Um, one of those is, is one of the ones that we recommend with this program. So uh, Lactobacillus caseri is one that has some very um, specific data for um, altering um, our metabolism. So there's actually been um, human data um, in people taking Lactobacillus caseri and finding, um, I think it was around a 4 to 5% reduction in um, uh, abdominal fat. Um, over individuals not taking um, Lactobacillus gasseri. Now, Lactobacillus gasseri, for those people who might not be that familiar with it, uh, it is an acidophilus type of an organism. Um, and the, the last name of it, the species name is G-A-S-S-E-R-I. Uh, it's one of them that's fairly fairly new as a, uh, found as, as a subspecies basically of, of acidophilus, is it not? Uh, yes, um, it sounds like you know a little bit more about the speciation even than I do, um, but it is, uh, you know, as I said, it's been the subject of uh, both human and animal data um, in indicating a, a beneficial supportive role for weight management. So I think it's definitely one that's going to get more attention in the future when we're looking at, um, you know, uh, altering risk uh, for weight gain. And, and when you do a search on it, you do get uh, quite, a, quite a bit of data uh, on its ability to help with uh, metabolic situations and, uh, and metabolism and weight. Yeah. No, as I, as I said, I think, this is, I think it's actually one of the few that has human data. So um, it's, a, it's an interesting organism, and I think that uh, we, you know, we will see more data coming on this one in the future. So in addition to taking something like metabolic, uh, which has a lot of vitamins and minerals in it, should we also be taking a multivitamin? You know, if you're using metabolic, um, you know, probably you don't necessarily need a multivitamin on top of that, depending on the, you know, sort of the quality of what else you're doing. As I said, this product is really a, uh, a complete multivitamin in and of itself. Um, it is a common question that, uh, that I get is, you know, do I need a multivitamin at all if I'm, you know, trying to manage my weight? Um, I've had a lot of people come up with the, the belief that um, that really is a myth that taking a multivitamin will actually increase their appetite and may make them gain weight. 
Um, so that's something I just want to talk about for a second. So the, the data actually says the opposite. The data has shown in more than one fairly substantial study that um, individuals who are um, meeting their daily nutritional needs, um, including if they're doing that with a multivitamin or if they're doing it through diet, uh, actually have a better control of their appetite and better control of hunger. And if you just think about that from a fundamental, you know, reason why do we eat, right? Just ask ourselves the question. There's a whole bunch of reasons why we eat, right? We eat because food tastes good. We eat for festive reasons. We eat because we're bored. We eat because, you know, um, the bag of chips in the pantry calls your name, you know, whatever all those reasons are. But the, the fundamental driver that should make us eat is that we're looking for nutrients. Um, there's a set of nutrients that we call essential because we don't make them ourselves and we have to get them from an outside source. I, you have to get them uh, through a dietary source or a dietary supplement. So if we're not meeting those needs for ourselves on a regular basis, you switch on a whole bunch of mechanisms in your brain and your body that cause you to seek food. And that's what they do. So um, the data that's actually been collected on this shows that, uh, you know, taking a multivitamin to meet your nutritional needs actually reduces appetite rather than increases it. So one way to do that would be um, if people are using um, the daily dose of metabolic, uh, that will satisfy those nutritional needs. And if they're doing something else, then taking a multivitamin is helpful. Um, you also, you know, if you think about it from just what makes our body work, um, all of our metabolic functions are driven off of nutrients, right? All those vitamins are cofactors for all of the enzymatic reactions that need to take place for you to actually burn fat, right? Or make energy. If you want to exercise, you need to make ATP and make energy for your cells, right? So if we have inadequate nutrition to drive all those processes, um, our metabolism just slows down. It doesn't work as well. I think that's one of the things that uh, we forget sometimes, or maybe we never learned, uh, is that, yeah, all of these nutrients that we talk about, uh, they're not just fluff. <laughs> these aren't just, these aren't luxuries. These are nutrients that plug themselves into enzymes that then make biochemistry happen in our bodies. Another thing you were talking about there, just, uh, so people who are, uh, let's say that somebody is overweight, they want to lose some weight. Um, what you're saying is that it's pretty easy for somebody to be sort of overnourished, um, getting too many calories and yet underfed, not getting enough nutrients. Oh, that is such a great point. This is actually something else that's been um, incredibly well studied in the field of uh, obesity medicine, but is, is actually a common state. We frequently, when, we, when you do studies of um, of individuals with obesity and you look at nutritional status, actually predominantly you find that people are malnourished from a nutritional standpoint. So they um, maybe, uh, you know, have too much body fat and they may be overfed and overnourished in terms of calorie intake, but we really see obesity itself as a state of malnutrition. And it's, it's got some distinct features to it as a state of malnutrition. So you see um, very distinctly, for example, vitamin D deficiency is strongly associated uh, with, with obesity. Um, some of the B vitamins are strongly, um, like folate, for example. 
folate deficiency is strongly um, associated with obesity um, as well as B1. So um, there are some distinct features of the, the malnutrition that goes along with obesity as well. So the more body fat that people have, the more likely they actually are to be malnourished rather than overnourished. And that's another example of uh, why it's important to supplement and make sure that you get a multivitamin while you're doing this process. Yeah, because anytime you decrease calories, you increase your risk of making a nutritional problem worse. Less food is less nutritional opportunity. Right. Yeah. That's actually what it is. And one nutrient that you didn't mention that is commonly deficient in Americans uh, is magnesium. Yep. That's another one on the list for sure. Yes. So another one to pay attention to and, and make sure that you're supplementing with to make sure that that biochemistry, that you're pushing the correct biochemistry here uh, since magnesium is involved in hmm, 600 or so uh, different, en different enzymatic processes in the body. Yeah. Um, and actually, there was just an interesting study. You might remember this because I'm not going to remember all the details that showed there was a very strong link between magnesium deficiency and vitamin D deficiency. Um, so, you know, I think it looks like we're getting more data that says that those two nutrients may be more connected than we previously thought. So everyone's always kind of talked about calcium and vitamin D together, but it looks like we're now learning that there is a stronger connection between magnesium and vitamin D as well. Is there a magic bullet? Of course there isn't, right? Uh, are there any other nutrients that you would say are really essential for someone who is trying to manage their weight? You know, I think we probably talked about, you know, in broad strokes, all the really important ones. Um, we sort of we sort of brushed past protein. I guess that's one of the other ones that I would really emphasize for people is um, when we have people who are, uh, you know, actively trying to lose weight, making sure that they get adequate protein um, throughout the day is really important. So in addition to, you know, overall body weight, um, probably actually even maybe the more important um, thing that we look at for normalizing metabolic health is body composition. So if people are reducing calories and they don't get enough protein, their body will rob protein from their muscles uh, in order to keep vital processes going, right? We need protein to um, have a healthy, normal immune function, and we need protein to make all of our neurotransmitters for our brain, and um, we need protein to heal a wound if you cut yourself shaving, right? So we have all these things we need protein for, and if we, um, if we reduce calories and we don't assure that we're getting adequate protein, um, we can end up with a situation that we call sarcopenia, um, where people may um, lose more muscle than is healthy, for good metabolic health. Um, and that is not a situation that we want people in. So um, again, this can be one of the important benefits of supplementing protein um, as part of a weight management program. Um, but it's also, I think, just when we're talking about essential nutrients, um, one of the, the really critical ones for people. So you, you're, you're trying to do something good for yourself and you're cutting back on calories, but in the process you end up cutting back on proteins and then your body needs those amino acids and uh, your, your protein bank in the body is, uh, is your muscle, right? So end yep. up pulling it out of that, pulling those amino acids out of there. So um, vitally important, both for people who are doing um, what I would call metabolic um, weight management and then from your background as well, people who have done surgical 
procedures for weight management. Uh, protein seems to be the the most important of the macronutrients. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, really honestly, for anybody who is reducing their body weight, um, the more that we can help people have that loss come from fat and not from lean body mass, um, particularly we don't want people to lose muscle and bone, um, the healthier they will be when they when they reduce their weight. Um, and that has a bunch of other benefits. I mean, if you're losing muscle, you're actually slowing your metabolism more, right? Because muscle is energy burning and mm-hmm. fat not so much, right? So, right. you know, the more that we can keep in that favorable environment where we're minimizing muscle loss. Right. Is, you don't want to sabotage really the process. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or sabotage your health. Well, that's been a, a good bunch of information. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for being with us. Um, we are going to do one more of these uh, of our podcasts on weight management. And this one actually comes from you, uh, the listener. And this is from uh, all of the people who have signed up for our weight management program and uh, asked us questions. So uh, we're going to dive into those questions and uh, see if uh, Dr. Jacques, see if you can stump Dr. Jacques here. (laughs) We actually have some good questions that have come in and some of them are hard. (laughs) So (laughs) um, I'll leave it to you which ones you want to pick. But if you want to play, you know, um, uh, play that game, you'll have plenty of questions that you can play that game with. Okay. (laughs) All right. Good. There's some good ones. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the podcast. Thanks. Thanks.